This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Win, lose or draw, McDelivery will always help bring home the free points. And speaking of points, order now on the McDonald's app and you'll earn reward points through every delivery. Order today, rewards tomorrow. You in? Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee in terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, We understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. So it was a 4-2 defeat for Birmingham on Wednesday with a defeat against Blackburn at Ewood Park with uh, Suriki Dembele getting two goals at Blackburn, firing with four of their goals. And uh, Rotherham suffered a similar fate in their midweek game, losing 4-1 to Hull City. And uh, today I'm joined by Mick from New York Talkers. We've got Rotherham on Saturday. How are you doing, Mick? I'm all right, mate. Thank you very much. How are you? Yeah, all good, thanks. Um, speaking about the game that happened midweek, I mean, both of our teams conceded four goals. Uh, similar sort of worries at the back. Uh, how would you assess the game on Tuesday? <laughs> Pretty much the same as every other away game we played in living memory, I think. Um, it just, <laughs> we went, we didn't turn up and we lost. And that seems to be, uh, that seems to be the pattern. Um, so you'll be fine on Saturday. Don't worry. Do not worry, Blues fans. You will be fine. Well, I mean, with Birmingham, we do have a case to worry because our form has took a bit of a dip since Wayne Rooney's uh, come into the club. I mean, in terms of Rotherham, their managerial situation, uh, Matt Taylor was sacked earlier this month after a big loss against Watford and now you're in caretaker charge. Um, What's it like sort of in terms of the managerial situation? Is there a new appointment that's being lined up in the next week or two or is it still kind of up in the air? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> no idea. No, honestly. Oh, I mean, it's the same everywhere when when a manager when a manager goes. You know, it, it, the, the the social media speculation is rife for the first three or four days. Then it kind of peters out. We're into day seventeen now, and people are, people are not, you know, people are not interested. Everybody got fed up of, of talking about possible candidates. Um, I don't know whether you, we were we were we were live on Sky on uh, on Friday night, and uh, they did an interview with our chairman, which was. To be honest, a bit of a car crash. Um, you know, we, he sacked the manager. They went away on holiday, uh, so he didn't have time to set an, to, to start even interviewing new candidates. It, it just, you know, it, it feels. We we know who we are as a club, as a set of supporters. We know who we are and what size club we are and what sort of club we are. Um, you know, we're we're a, we're a small club. We'll get ten, eleven thousand people a week turning up through the gates. Um, and we'll we'll bounce up and down between League One. We don't think that we're some sort of you know mega mega football club. And we felt that we've been it had been run properly, and we were sustainable and everything else. And then the chairman sort of 
whether it's an knee-jerk reaction to sack Matt Taylor or, or not, I don't personally don't think it was. I think it was the right choice. But then he's he's sort of not done anything, and it makes it look like amateurs. That's how it feels as a supporter. You know, none of us know what goes on behind the scenes, do we? But certainly as a supporter, you listen to the interview with him, and he's he's not doesn't appear to have done anything. And we, we, we're seventeen days into being managerless, where seven points adrift of safety. We haven't won an away game for over a year. I think we've probably got two or three points. I've got some stats I'll I'll, I'll bore you with, but you know it's just and and we we don't seem to be making any headway, and and it, it's a bit of a worry. I mean, there's plenty of names in the hat um, or in the bag, as as the chairman managed to say. He's got letters in the bag rather than names in the hat. I don't know what we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but the, it doesn't appear that there's been any movement on it at the moment. Mm, and I mean, in terms of sort of the managerial situation with Rotherham in the past, you've stuck sort of quite loyalty managers because obviously yeah. you had Paul Warren in charge and was relegated three times sort of when he was in mm. charge, but then he got you back up, didn't he? So yeah. it seems to be a decision that's taken, you know, with the future in mind. You say about Rotherham sort of knowing what you are as a club, but this summer you did break your transfer record twice, yeah. didn't you? With um, Sam Nombe coming in and uh, Christ Tehi as well, yeah. so. It's some decent signings. I mean, Tehi's featured more, hasn't he, than Nombe? Um, yeah. So how would you sort of evaluate how they've bedded in so far? Um, Christ Tehi is, is a player. He is a proper player. However, uh, he's, he's still a little bit he's still a little bit raw and, and he's not playing in a team that, that kind of complements him, but he's a, he's a hell of a player. Um, and, and hopefully given again who we are, we'll go on to, it'll progress and we'll be able to sell him on at a profit and and, and rake a, bit, a little bit of money in. Um, as far as Sam Nombe is concerned, it's a real strange situation. I mean, we ended up having an emergency podcast because we'd paid a million pounds for a player. We're rather United and we paid a million pounds for a player. You know what I mean? It was like amazing stuff. And then he sat on bench uh, under Matt Taylor, which, which, which was really strange. Um, he made a few substitute appearances, kind of bit, made a bit of an impact, but not massive. But since Matt Taylor's been sacked, he's, he's either started or featured in every game um, and done really well. Um, and he, he's clearly, again, he's clearly going to be a player, but he's got some development to do. He's never played at this level before. So um, whether he features on Saturday against yourselves, who knows? I mean, we don't even know whether who the manager is going to be. So you know, whether oh, no idea who the players are going to be. Um, mm. but two, two quality players. Yeah, and I suppose it's all about just you know getting the right game time because Tahey's featured in a lot of games. I think he's featured in every championship game. Scored a brilliant goal against Ipswich yeah. to uh, level it late on, and then also you got a draw against Leeds as well. So it tends to be sort of at home. There are results that come here and there, but it is the away form that's the struggle, I guess. So in terms of sort of fixing the away form. What is kind of the main problem that you've had in the last year of sort of, you know, going to games away from home thinking, right, this is going to be it. This is going to be the game we win. And then it just doesn't happen. Um, I mean, if, 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 if any Birmingham fans are interested, just pop back and listen to our last eight or nine podcasts. And we've, we've, we've hammered this to death and we still haven't got a first idea what on earth the problem is. Because, you know, we, we've, the, the form at home is very, very good. Um, we, we drew against Blackburn 2-2. That should have been a win, had it not been for the referee, who was absolutely appalling. Um, that would have been a 2-0, possibly 3-0 victory. Um, we drew, we, we lost 2-1 to uh, Leicester, gave them a proper game. We had a goal disallowed that nobody still has any idea why it was disallowed. I don't think even the ref had an idea. 
Um, we beat Norwich. We, we, we gave Leeds a good game and arguably could have beaten them. Um, we could have beaten Ipswich. Their second goal went in off about four parts of the striker's body and trickled over the line. It was one of them, you know what I mean? It was one of the, you know, when you're down there and he's not about to doesn't fall for you, does it? Yeah, yeah. One of those sorts of goals. So we, we arguably, arguably could have got something out of that game. But at home, we are a completely different side. And I mean, it is, it is, it, I can't tell you the extremes, you know, it's just bizarre. And then we got a whole city the other night, three or four minutes in, you get we get a back pass to the goalkeeper that was never ever going to even reach the 18 yard box, let alone the keeper. And, and we're one nil down, and that's it. That's the end of that. And, and the heads go down, and the, it's just it's just a bizarre situation. Um, I don't know. I don't know. So I don't know what the answer is. But I, what I'm, what I'm absolutely confident is that when we turn up on Saturday, you'll get the away team, and if you get the away team. The points are as good as yours, as, as the stats say that, you know, um, but also the manner of the performances, certainly for the, the the whole of this season away from home, with possible exception of about the first 20 minutes against Sunderland, they've just been woeful, dreadful. Yeah, and, and last season, um, it was actually at sort of St Andrews that we beat you guys and then at your ground, um, you guys beat us 2-0. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of at the start of the season when Birmingham fans are thinking, oh God, I don't know what's in store for this season. Because <laughs> um, it was sort of at, the, at that moment where we still had the dodgy owners. We were bookies' favourites to go down. So yeah. all this kind of stuff where you're thinking, oh God, what's going to happen? And uh, last season, both Birmingham and Rotherham were kind of tipped for relegation, but did stay up. And um, there was only three points behind, uh, between Birmingham and Rotherham. So there was sort of not much of a gap between the two teams so how would you sort of evaluate things going from last season to this season and kind of what's different because of the situation that Rotherham find themselves in now uh, last season was it was was unusual. i mean we were fighting you for that 18th place trophy last season weren't we and oh yeah let's do it didn't you? Uh, but, um we had a really good start uh at the beginning of last season under paul warren uh really really good start i think we were up to eighth at one point which is ridiculous we ended up with a nosebleed and toppled back down to the bottom um, but he then obviously disappeared off to Derby. Um, Matt Taylor came in, and it, it took a while to, to to really gel. Then we had the international, the uh, World Cup, and we came back after the World Cup playing exactly the same way at home and away as we are doing away now. We were awful, absolutely awful. We had a, a, a decent run of results just after Christmas, and that kind of saved us. But I think that that opening eight or nine games under Paul Warren were the were the games that kept us up in reality. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's impossible. It's impossible to say in it, but I think arguably, if had we had the full season under Matt Taylor, we may not have stayed up. Um, but yeah, we, we, it was a, it was a pleasure to go to Wigan on the last day of the season, and absolutely nothing to play for. It was, I say, a pleasure. It was a bit unusual, really. <laughs> no, not used to that kind of thing. <laughs> well, I mean, every season for six six seasons, I think we've either been relegated or promoted. Mm. And, and so, that's a big yo-yo club then <laughs> yeah yeah a bit of a damp squib end of last season to be fair but um yeah i can't see that happening this year at the moment because mm, birmingham i mean obviously we've had our fair share of uh relegation scraps and last mm. day survivals or whatever and last season there was a bit of a feeling like that for us as well where we kind of was in that position where you know you're sort of lower bottom half but safe and um this season it's kind of getting to the point where we are maybe looking over our shoulder a little bit and kind of looking at those bottom three teams and thinking, 
right, who's getting the points or whatever, because it is kind of yeah. in that moment with Birmingham fans where you can never really write off a relegation battle with us. And yeah. I mean, with, with with Rotherham, you know, your time in the championship, it always seems to be, yeah, like looking over your shoulder kind of thing. Yeah. So what kind of has to happen at the club to try and sustain that championship level? Because it's been, as you said, you know, yo-yo for so long. Because the, t- the, the sort of um, money seems to be going in in terms of breaking your transfer record twice, but it seems to be mm. on the pitch, really. Yeah. There are some quality players in there. There's no doubt about it. We've, we've suffered massively this season with injuries, hugely. You know, we, we started off the season really positive about our defence. And then it was hamstring, 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 hamstring. And all of a sudden we didn't have a defence, you know, uh, literally within sort of three or four weeks. And I think we've got four or five currently out with hamstring injuries, two of whom are long, long term. Both of them are central defenders. Quality, well, one's a quality central defender. I think the other one is, as a Birmingham fan, you're not probably not quite as keen on Tyler Blackett as we are. Um, Maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) He's been absolutely immense for us. He he was absolutely immense for us. Um, And he did his hamstring the week after Cameron Humphreys, who... um, it was a, as a as a fantastic player, so that that sort of set us on the back foot straight away, really. Um, so yeah, I'd, listen, I, I, don't, I, I honestly, genuinely don't know what's going to end, what, what's going to sort of take us forward. But I think ultimately, uh, a manager with championship experience, and it, because that we haven't had one in 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 all reality the only cha- championship manager that we've had in the last six years was neil warnock and we only had him for three or four months he's in the market <laughs> it's not though unfortunately he's not he's, um, his wife's taking him away in december so he's not allowed to work at ah, I see. I so, see. <laughs> and his wife's in charge as we all know so um mm. yeah I, I i don't think he'd i don't think he'd come back to us to be honest with you given the position that we're in albeit he did it with Huddersfield last season didn't he um, mm. the, the name on everybody's lips at the moment is Nathan Jones, because um, obviously he's out of work, and, and my understanding is that he has been interviewed this week. Um, which you know, for any other club, probably think probably make these supporters think, well, if he's been interviewed, he's, he, he's, he's a fair bet that he's going to get the job. But we're Rotherham United, you know, and before we employed Man, Matt Taylor, we interviewed someone else, offered him the job, he took the job. And on his drive home, rang up and said, "I don't really want it." Um, you know, it was, it, and that's the kind of thing. That's the kind of situation we're in because the the, the chairman will not throw money about. He's a Yorkshireman, he's a and he's a, but he's a very astute businessman, and he will not throw money about. And he he, he struggles to back managers and um, and uh, or he has done in the past. And I suspect that might be the stumbling block to any championship manager coming in. Be great if we could get. To Nathan Jones because he's been there and done it on a similar sort of budget, um, but I think there are issues with his Southampton contract as well. So, yeah. uh, and we certainly won't be paying that off. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah, last year Nathan Jones was managing the Premier League, wasn't he? With Southampton, I mean, he didn't exactly do that well there, but no. that's sort of a name that has been associated with the Championship before with his success at Luton Town. So that mm-hmm. may be something, you know, like an underdog kind of thing where it's a team that perhaps doesn't get the backing that a lot of championship teams do so yeah. Nathan Jones could be a good one actually to look at so yeah. um sort of throwing forward to Saturday's game um what do Rotherham sort of have to do to get the three points like what kind of things are you looking for in, in Rotherham's performance style of play wise that perhaps you've seen earlier in the season and you thought if we play like that away from home we'll get the three points 
I mean, given given your form at the moment, and you know, I, I know it's up and down, and and you've obviously had a change of management, and, and Rooney is well. I, I, my understanding is uh, is is kind of polarized Blues fans. You know, some are some are up for it, and some are some are completely against it. There's no real, not a great deal of middle ground, um, and I get that, particularly given the manager that was sacked because he was doing so well. Um, so, so your form is obviously, um, like I say, up and down. And the manager, arguably, uh, if he if he were to lose against a team that's not won away from home in a year, uh, he might start feeling a little bit of, of pressure on his job, not on his financial situation, obviously. But you know, um, if we play, if we could turn up to St Andrews on Saturday and play the game that we played against Leicester, against Norwich, against Leeds. I'd be confident in saying we'd probably get a result out of the game, given your situation at the moment. However, it's just not going to happen. You know, it's just not going to happen. Um, as, as soon as anything goes wrong, as soon as we, we if we concede, God forbid, if we concede early, that's going to be just it's just horrendous. The confidence is just not there. Um, so, if we were to play the way we play at home, you'd expect a high press. You'd you'd expect. Um, you know, a, a physical game, um, and we'd be we'd be we'd be kind of getting in your faces and and winning those midfield battles. Um, but I, I just it's not going to happen. I, just, I, don't, I, feel, I feel like <laughs> so when, when you see something for so long, sort of associating Rotherham with away games, you kind of just become you know used to it, yeah. I guess. But with Birmingham, like with us guys, like you never really know what team's going to turn up, especially under Rooney, because we saw sort of. Um, on the game on Wednesday where, you know, second half, we started so badly. Like first half, it was a good performance. Yeah. Before you know it, second half, three nil down. And then you had glimpses of it where you have those attacking sort of uh, threats with Ricky Dembele getting two goals. Yeah. And then we sort of try and push everyone up and then we concede another. So defensively wise, I'm really worried, but attacking wise, I'm kind of optimistic. So with Birmingham games now, I'm thinking, right, if we're going to win a game, we have to score at least two goals. Because I think you guys will score because of our defence at the moment, because it seems to be all over the place. So if I'm giving you any confidence, then <laughs> by saying our defence is so shaky. Um, uh, no, yeah. I, don't, I don't think you are. I've got, I, I'll give you give you an indication here. We've Away from home, we've played 1,890 minutes. And out of that, we've been winning in the lead for 50 minutes, 5-0 oh. minutes. We've not won once. Wow. We've drawn seven times. We've conceded forty-six goals. Uh, for, well, yeah, forty-six goals we've conceded and scored ten. Jeez, that's that's been this calendar year, and we're now in December. You know, it's just it, it, it is awful, and and I feel you know I feel I feel bad because you know I, I feel like I'm slagging the club and I'm slagging the players, and and I'm not, you know, but I just don't know what the answer is. But it, the, all I'm doing is sort of. Reflecting what how how these performances make make you feel as a supporter, and, and you you obviously are well aware of that, given given <laughs> your, your sort of uh, recent history. You know, it's it, it's just it's soul destroying at times. <laughs> oh God, yeah, tell me about it. Literally, seventeenth last season was our best finish in what seven years. Yeah. So <laughs> we're celebrating that like we won the league or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, it tends to be sort of in those times you look for glimpses of optimism, and yeah, I guess yeah. a glimpse of optimism for Birmingham fans coming into this fixture is that uh, Rotherham have only beat us once in the last nine meetings, and the last uh, St Andrews victory for Rotherham 
was in 2015 and a former Birmingham player scored in that game for Rotherham and Matt Derbyshire. So yeah. in terms of sort of uh, former, you know, memories, whatever, past encounters of Rotherham and Birmingham, what can you remember from the fixture in the past? Away, very little other than losing. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty much it. I, I, we love it. I love it when when uh, when the Blues come to New York. It's great. Uh, that, and I'm not blowing smoke up your backside. Birmingham are, without a shadow of a doubt, the best set of supporters that we ever have at New York. Every time, consistently, uh, they create a fantastic atmosphere. And generally, I think we we generally get a result against you at our place as well, which is even better from our point of view. <laughs> at your place, I don't have any memories, particularly any good ones. <laughs> <laughs> But I might be just being clouded by what's happened in the last 12 months. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, maybe a new memory is going to be made on Saturday. But in terms of the score prediction, what are you thinking, Mick? I'm going to go, I'm going to go 2-1 to, uh, to Birmingham. If you're, if you're saying we're going to score, uh, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll go 2-1. I, I think I'm going to go 2-1 as well, actually. It's kind of similar to Sheffield Wednesday in like the fact that they scored first and we kind of needed that you know, kick up the backside to get going. Mm -hmm. I think something similar may happen in this Rotherham game. But yeah. yeah, maybe that's me being optimistic. But um, in terms of sort of any final thoughts, Mick, uh, what's going on sort of on the Rotherham channel that you work on New York Talk? What's sort of happening there at the moment? And is there anything we can look forward to seeing from the game on Saturday? <laughs> pretty, pretty much, pretty much. You'll probably get an hour, pretty much, of what I've just what I've just said. But pretty <laughs> of us, um, and then lots and lots of people in the comments echoing pretty much the same thing. Um, it, it's just, yeah, we, we we're not a happy place at the moment. Things may change, you know. You, you know, we might get an announcement tomorrow that, that I don't know Nathan Jones or Neil Warnock has been appointed, and you know, everybody the, the optimism returns. But um, until until the away performances pick up all you're going to get pretty much is people saying when are we at home next <laughs> well thank you so much for coming on Mick it was a fantastic chat uh, hoping that Rotherham's fortunes do turn over for the good maybe not from Saturday but after Saturday yeah. <laughs> you, you guys can sort of pick up some form and get a new manager in and get up the table so uh, thank you so much for coming on the channel Mick it was a fantastic chat and um, we've got the podcast coming up uh, later on today tonight and uh, we have also have a vlog coming from the game as well so uh, make sure to like share comment subscribe and most importantly keep right on the talk sport fan network is proudly teaming up with free for mental health awareness week this year as football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share box ready to go, your mates are already booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.